right, guys, and welcome to episode three of For What It's Nerd. I'm Peralta, and in this episode, we're going to be discussing uh, the MCU, specifically the stuff that has come out of San Diego Comic Con last weekend. Um, I'm here with Chaslet, a good friend of mine. Chaslet, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Obviously, we've got a lot to discuss today. Um, primarily, mm-hmm. we're going to be looking yeah. at She-Hulk, um, specific- specifically mm-hmm. because She-Hulk's going to be coming out so soon. Uh, we're also going to be looking at um black panther um specifically the trailers for those two um we should say Mm -hmm. and then kind of after that we're going to be looking at um kind of general the the rest of the stuff that's kind of come out of comic con right um specifically around marvel for this one um but yeah, mm-hmm. so I think I think like I say, we should start with She-Hulk because She-Hulk is coming out. We were talking about this just before we went um, kind of live to start recording around about two two weeks time. I think it's something like that. August, I forget its date exactly, but it's it's very yeah, soon. Is it like August August tenth or something? I feel like that's a. Date I want to say history. something like that, but it, it it could be wrong. But it's definitely like early mid August. It's definitely around that range. Yeah, um, definitely. And, I'm really excited about She-Hulk. So I don't know if you know, I, I, I might have mentioned it in passing before, but I am a very big She-Hulk fan. Uh, I've read a lot of her comics. Like, I think when I first started getting into Marvel comics, I read a lot of Fantastic Four, but I also read a lot of She-Hulk, primarily because She-Hulk kind of comes out of the Fantastic Four. She's in the Fantastic Four for a while, um, taking over from the thing. So I think that's where I kind of got my She-Hulk interest. But um, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to the show. What Are you looking forward to the show? Oh, I'm looking forward to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another female heroine. Yeah. Very, oh, yeah. Always going to be very excited for that, obviously. Yeah. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. She's different as well, yeah, right, isn't uh, she? You've got like your Captain Marvels yeah. and you've got like your um, uh, your Scarlet Witches and stuff like that, but She-Hulk's very different to those, right? And not even just from like yeah. a standpoint of like, not even just a standpoint of power set because She-Hulk's very brawler-esque. She's very like on the ground melee as compared to like, mm-hmm. I mean, Captain Marvel does that a bit, but she's got superpowers in the sense of like, she's got photon blasts, it's a little bit different, right? But She-Hulk's yeah, very yeah. in the middle of the fight, so there's that. But also, She-Hulk has this very funny thing that a lot of people will attribute to Deadpool, right? The kind of, the, the comedy. And the I comedy think, and the fourth wall breaking and things yeah, like that. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah. what, what what is actually interesting is, and I, I do love this, I like, this is my little, like, do you know when you have, like, some party information? Like, you, you keep this information for a party, and then you're like, this is what I, this is what I say at parties to, to, to intrigue people. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She-Hulk actually... <laughs> She at Hulk not only did it first, she did it before Deadpool was even created. Like that's how that's how much She Hulk kind of set the boundary for what fourth wall breaking is. I mean, there's specifically a comic book issue where She Hulk walks from one panel to the end of the book. She breaks through the comic so that she can just beat the hero, the, the villain, pretty much straight away. And I, I'm just, I love that. How how. What a brilliant way of using the comic book panels to represent the story, right? Like, we always love Mm -hmm. when a comic book panel does something different to just being a little box. And in that instance, it does, and it's really fun. So I really do like that. But um, but yeah, we've kind of slightly sidetracked. The show, the show. (laughs) Um, Yes, so what were your first impressions of the trailer? What do you think of the trailer? Uh, the most recent one. The most recent one. Uh, I'm very, I'm very intrigued by it. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen like we've seen a lot of like more like side characters that are going to be coming in. I mean, yes, Tim Roth coming back as Abomination, and I'm yes. very excited about that. Yeah, I'm glad they're bringing him back specifically for it because yeah. um, 
I like how it just ties in with the Incredible Hulk itself. Yeah, um, yeah. Chi. Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah, I like I like how that's all tied together. They haven't just recast him from. Yeah. Like, I know how way back when Incredible Hulk was like. Yeah, well, two thousand and eight, I think. Yeah, two thousand and eight, I think it was, yeah. if I remember correctly. Or oh, two thousand nine. Yeah, it's one of those. It's very early on, and the thing yeah. is, it's not just yeah. early on. It was it was distributed by Universal and everything. It was a totally different time yeah. for Marvel, just generally, right? Like, it, I yeah. think I think it's one of the few movies that isn't really considered MCU, even though it is, right? Like, um, people don't really think about it, but now it's like it's it's basically called watching now. Because if you don't watch that, you're not going to understand. I mean, obviously, you can pick it up. It's not going to be hard. But you're not going to really fully understand why, for example, in the trailer, Jennifer Walters is saying, I literally have a, a conflict of interests here. He tried to kill my cousin. Like, he you get that. Kill my cousin Bruce. Yeah. You, you get that on the surface level, right? You get the, like, well, yes, this yeah. big green thing tried to kill this other big green thing. Like, you get that. But yeah. the, the underlying weight of it, is removed right and but like it's like you say yeah. tim roth coming back for it is really good because it, it just reinforces the idea that this is the mcu right like we have so many times where i, I think especially in phase four people have wondered is this becoming less and less connected um and i think kind of going back to that is very nice and it happens as well in this with wong which is a very nice callback yeah. again to the shang chi part yeah. of uh, of the thing yeah one go on yeah i was gonna say it i knew you wanted to say it i knew you wanted to say it i've got i've got notes i made notes on my i love notes brilliant brilliant i love that everything and one of my notes literally here it just says one one i love it it's the one cinematic universe now no but i am it is it is and I, I actually do love that wong's in it i think um because what what it does is it sets because i think some people expected she hulk to just be very like street level is the wrong word because you're dealing with hulks which aren't necessarily street level but i think we expected almost she hulk to be very very like ordinary quote unquote and mm. um, very like you know she's it's a Hulk, but in a courtroom, and that's kind of it, right? Um, but I think Wong yeah. being in it, and, and specifically, it looks like he's in it a relatively decent amount of time, um, yeah. kind of elevates the story because it's not just about um, kind of street level, again, to use that term very loosely. It's about also mm -hmm. um, magic users to an extent as well. Is There's some magic in this. You know, people aren't hiding kind of like this, this extra kind of... Uh, this magical element of the MCU so much anymore. And I think it's really good that that's actually showing up in this. But talking okay. about street level, and I, I, I hate to just jump to it, but <laughs> certain guy behind me is going to be showing up as well. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm holding a Daredevil statue for those listening oh. on Spotify or Apple. Um... <laughs> you, you, have no, you have no idea how hyped I am for the amount of yeah. Daredevil that's coming in the MCU. I know, I know. Yeah, Daredevil. I mean, he's a really good actor. He's done really good at the role, right? He did amazingly uh, the Netflix show. And it's very exciting, obviously. He, he, came, he came back in No Way Home. Um, and then, he obviously, yeah. he's, 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 he was rumoured, but I think it's pretty much confirmed at this point, to show up in Echo. 
Um, and then yes, obviously it's definitely confirmed that he's in Echo. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So confirmed in Echo, and obviously he's going to be in She-Hulk as well. And that's before. I mean, obviously we can. I think we can kind of tangent tangentialize i think that's a word i've made it up now if it's not um onto born again quickly um daredevil born again mm-hmm. which is going to be 18 episodes of daredevil oh uh, that yeah i i think i actually screamed when that yeah. popped up yeah it's like oh yeah all the mcu shows have been like either like six episodes or eight or uh-huh, ten uh-huh, and uh-huh. then so yeah daredevil's gonna be 18 episodes and i'm yeah. just like it's the biggest um it's the big because I mean the the next biggest one is Andor. Now that's a Star Wars show. I don't know if you know much about it, but essentially that's meant to be twelve episodes mm. long. Um, yeah. So uh, for a season. So I mean, we're talking we're talking kind of more to what we used to get um, in terms of um, shows, right? Back when like Agents of Shield did like twenty two episode seasons, yeah. and I'm not angry about it. Like I'm not saying that every show needs to be eighteen episodes long. I'm not saying that every show should be like super super long because I don't think it serves every show. But I think because Daredevil is in a situation now where you're probably going to have Jessica Jones showing up, you're probably going to have Iron Fist, Luke Cage, you know, I imagine She-Hulk will also cross over and Echo will probably cross over into this as well. Cross over into it, yeah. Exactly. So you're going to have a lot of things to kind of cover. And I feel like it's worthwhile to have 18 episodes of Daredevil. It might not be worthwhile to have 18 episodes of, let's say, um... I'm trying to think. Agatha, for example, Agatha might work as a six-episode, mm-hmm. you know, show, but yeah. but yeah. maybe maybe some don't. And I think it's it's better to like a movie runtime, right? If you have two and a half hours, um, a movie that's because the plot needs it, right? If you then have a movie that's um just two hours or if you have a movie that's three hours it's because they need that extra half an hour or they don't need that extra half an hour to tell the story that they're going to tell and i think that's important right it it shouldn't be just right let's get it to two hours every single time because that's not beneficial to anyone right it just feels like you've kind of um you're artificially making the story right yeah yeah no you need to like you need to set it out how it needs to be set out yeah if it needs longer longer if it needs shorter it needs shorter if you need more episodes but a, like a shorter length or less episodes exactly. but a longer length yeah just, it's just how things work out uh-huh. depending on the storyline the characters crossovers everything exactly just exactly like well but that, that kind of rounds us back to she-hulk actually what you were just saying there because she-hulk is meant to be about 30 minutes long for each episode so there's like nine episodes of she-hulk but i think it's the idea that these episodes will be 30 minutes each and be comedic they're kind of like a sitcom courtroom it's it's like that kind of situation right so it's very different yeah. to uh one division which was very like one division had two very small episodes to begin but then moved into essentially normal episodes right um, because yeah. it was trying to tell a story through the timing of the episodes as well, as much as it was, it was telling a story through the actual story, the narrative, so to speak. But I'm very excited yeah. for She-Hulk because I think, again, it, it's doing... I feel like She-Hulk is doing very similar to WandaVision, actually, because I feel like it's doing something that hasn't been done before, right? W- would you kind of agree with that? Yeah, they're going in a very different direction with it. I mean, like, weeks ago, on about like, the fourth wall breaks, the only thing yeah. that does that at the minute is deadpool yeah it's, it's obviously going to do it in a very different way deadpool but it's doing it 
it's like the first proper MCU thing to do it because Deadpool's obviously not fully MCU. Yeah, but it's 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 outside of the MCU. It's going to be going. It's moving towards MCU status, but it's not going to be. It's not going to be uh, for a while, and and, and so they're, they're kind of pioneering this within the MCU with She-Hulk. Now, I don't know if you saw it, there's been a little bit of like a behind-the-scenes kind of BTS kind of style um, trailer that came out for She-Hulk as well. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Okay, brilliant. And in that, it, it, it kind of refers to this, right? Because it, she she looks to the camera and she says, I don't want you to think this is like a cameo of the week, which was like brilliant, brilliant marketing, by the way. It, um, it was brilliant i love that it, it sells the show but it also sells the cameos right um yeah. and so it's like the i don't hope you don't think it's a cameo every week type of show but i mean it kind of almost feels like that and in a way i think that's what people want but also kind of are interested in seeing yeah. how that works out for the show i think she hulk has the potential one of the biggest potentials to add cameos without it hurting the show because you can always do it in the sense of the courtroom, right? You can instantly do a scene yeah. that actually matters to to She-Hulk or to Jennifer or to the villain in question, but it can be over relatively quickly. Uh, it can be the start of an episode, for example. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you know how shows are set up sometimes where they have like, they, you, you have like kind mm -hmm. of like, I think there's an episode of Daredevil where uh, there's a courtroom scene to begin that episode. But then that that courtroom sort of tension isn't to do with the actual episode at all. It's just that it's setting up Matt as a good lawyer. It's setting up Matt as yeah. having having do, done some work for the day almost in a sense, right? So mm -hmm. it kind of like you can do that very easily. You can add characters without mm -hmm. hurting anything, as compared to like throwing three different characters into any other property and it kind of being like, well, why are they all there? You know? Yeah, it's gonna be easy. Like. Not so much shoehorn cameos in, but like, yeah, like a sprinkle of them. It, it like you uh -huh. said, it doesn't have to be long. It could be literally like be this one courtroom scene, and then it's yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. Um, get loads, loads of um different cameos in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, she obviously mentioned like, oh yeah, Hulk cameos, but Hulk's obviously going to be a big part. Sure, considering yes. Yes. You know, Hulk, she well, Hulk, cousins. All exactly. That he sets up the entire oh. premise of the show essentially. Uh, yeah, because obviously without him, She Hulk doesn't exist. So, um, exactly, yeah. So that's kind of like necessary. But yeah, I mean, you know, some of them again make sense. I mean, Abomination makes total sense, and I don't really see him as a cameo per se. And Wong, no. as such, I don't see as a cameo either. I mean, maybe they are in yeah. terms of the actual show and how it ends up going. That might be one episode. Um, but I do yeah. feel like they're integral to the kind of story that's going on there, right? Like, I don't feel like they're a cameo, yeah. as so far as what we've seen so far. Whether that changes or not, who knows? But we haven't spoken about one thing, and I do want to bring this up because I, I want your opinion on it thus far. Um, the villain, the kind of seeming proper villain of the piece um, in Jamila Jamil's Titania or Titania, however you want to say it, yeah. What are you thinking about Titania? I'm hoping that she's going to be properly fleshed out as a character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not like, because I mean, you've got female hero, female villain, which yes. I'm, I'm loving the setup. I'm loving yeah. the, the presence of that. And I know we kind of had that with uh, Kate Bishop and Yelena, kind of in Hawkeye. Yeah, similar ish. More yeah. Of, more of an anti hero. Yeah. Yeah. And in that um, story, there's a justified reason as to why she's there, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 
yeah we're obviously going to find out the proper reason why uh titania is going to be yes. going against jennifer uh-huh. within the show um yeah obviously I, I haven't read all the all of the comics like you have you i i haven't read so much of uh, but I, I'll be honest, I haven't read much on... I've read a, a bit about a good bit about She-Hulk, but I don't remember too much about Titania herself. Uh, I remember bits and pieces. I remember, you know, for example, that um, she and She-Hulk have been... have fought a number of times, you know. Um, I know that she is a typical She-Hulk villain, so it's not, like, just brewed up for no reason. I know, for example, that she is in some bigger events um, within the Marvel Universe, but I don't know too much about her. So I'm kind of game for them to do anything with her, really, myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I suppose the thing that matters the most is, is like you say, whether or not that character's developed, whatever that character ends up being. So I think, generally Mm -hmm. speaking, I'm very much game for anything to happen with that character. I'm very excited about what that character has um, to kind of show in the show so to speak i think what uh what it's like what you say and i will kind of bears repeating if she's done kind of one note unless she's meant to be one note because maybe she is maybe she isn't in as much as she's meant to be or as much as she's kind of being portrayed to be maybe she's very one note but i i'm kind of hoping she isn't because and now, obviously, I've been doing some digging around other stuff. And again, we've be, we said we'll bring other stuff in when necessary or when we feel kind of like we want to. Um, Secret Wars. Now, that is one of the Avengers movies that is going to be yeah. coming out. Um, there is Avengers, um, the Kang Avengers Dynasty, Avengers. and then, yes, and then, um, and then Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. Now, interestingly, yeah. Secret Wars, um, there's two different runs of Secret Wars in the comics. One is from 19... 19- 84, I think. I, uh, that's plucking from the yeah, deep recesses yeah. in my memory. Uh, I've never, I haven't read it, but I've read a, a lot about it. And again, this one from 2015. Mm-hmm. Again, I haven't read it, but I've read a lot about it. But the 1984 version, it's very interesting because 19, the 1984 version has um, a lot of characters in that are kind of forthcoming within the MCU, so to speak. Um, it has... Um, for the heroes, it has um the fantastic four bar invisible woman which is kind of like a big cop out why have you removed one of the best characters from the fantastic four but regardless um let's remove the only woman from the fantastic four yeah um but but then there's the spider woman which obviously i don't think we'll be getting in the mcu anytime soon i don't know how that'll work but i would love to see her but they are they are filming something though aren't they that's oh, Madam no. Web, though, and that is Madam Sony. Web, think, yeah, but is is she going to be introduced in that? I'm not sure. No, I'm not 100% certain because what we know so far is that as far as we're aware on Madam Web is that Dakota Johnson is going to be playing Madam Web. <laughs> we know that Sydney Sweeney is in it as uh, someone. We don't know who. And then Adam Scott, if I'm remembering correctly, is going to be in it as well. Again, we don't know who, though we do kind of suggest, like the the images that are coming out might suggest he's playing like a retired Peter Parker, which might be very, very interesting if that ends up being the case. Again, that could be wild speculation, but it feels like it would fit. Um, but so I, I mean, I mean, who knows? The, the one thing we do know that Spider Woman is going to be in right now is. Um, the Spider-Verse 2, I don't know the actual title of it, I've forgotten it off the top of my head, but she's going to be in is that. It, it's, it's not. It's through the Spider-Verse, isn't it? Through or something 
something like that. But yes, the spider. Because the first one was into. I think this into. one is through part one. It might be, yeah. Uh, any regardless, yeah. she is going to be in that. Um, there's, there's been footage yeah. that has come out with her in it. I I haven't seen it personally, but it's Spider Woman and uh, another Spider going up against Vulture, so uh, she's going to be in it. But um, but yes. Yeah, yeah. So going back, Sp- uh, it was a Fantastic Four, um, Spider Woman, um, Wolverine, Captain America. Spider-Man. I've read about Captain America, yes. Yeah, and Spider-Man, and interestingly, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Yeah, so... So, they're obviously going to be tying all of this in together for Secret Wars. Which seems to be kind of the the insinuation. I mean, obviously, again, it could be totally wrong, but it does seem that way, especially because the villains that they go up against, again, very interesting. Doctor Doom, which Mm -hmm. is, is likely upcoming... Um, yeah. Kang, which we know is coming, we already know. Yeah. Um, Titania, Titania, she's in it again, upcoming. And, upcoming in She-Hulk, yeah. Yeah, and, and and I think Magneto, which I mean, obviously, if we're eventually getting the X Men, Magneto, I imagine, would show up at some point. Um, and mm-hmm. I think Doc Ock. Now, I don't know how Doc Ock would necessarily fit in. Probably wouldn't because of you know the situation currently but if if not i mean it's still it's still a lot of evidence especially the villains wise three villains from that run that are going to show up that are essentially adjacent to um you know the heroes and are coming out you know in short order i mean especially because we actually have a lot of those um kind of characters sat as well like yes we don't have uh, steve rogers's cap but we do have uh, um, Sam, Wilson's Sam, Sam Wilson's cap. So we still do have yeah. cap about around. We still do have, have Spider yeah. Spider Man. We still we're going to get the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four before Secret Wars. Uh, Wolverine yeah. obviously isn't a hard one to to put in there. Wolverine has a shorthand. You could even have him just show up in Secret Wars for the first time, and it would still work because he's Wolverine, right? Um, but but yeah, still, yeah. I, I do think he's going to come before that. But what so what I'm kind of saying is, I do think that Titania, and this is why I'm kind of that big kind of tangent does have a, a kind of relevance to what I'm saying is that mm-hmm. I do think that if she's done right, she might have a future in one of the biggest Avengers movies probably to ever come out. So it depends on how she's yeah. done. It depends on how they do her. But if she's done well, there is a potential future for her as a character. And I'm very excited to see if that yeah. does come to fruition, basically, is where I'm kind of going with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we do, we do have I a got, Yeah. I got there in the end. Um, <laughs> but yes. I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as she's fleshed out well and yeah. isn't supposed to be one-torn, Yes. She is probably going to come up quite a bit in the future, at least, at the very least, in Secret Wars, if not before that, in other things, yeah. possibly. Yeah. I mean, so it, it depends when we see She Hulk as well. Of exactly. Yeah. It depends on where we kind of see these characters kind of re, re kind of, um, resurfacing. Because I think, especially with the shores now, I think with She Hulk changes the game, right? Because She Hulk mm-hmm. and then Daredevil and Echo are kind of adding to the story of the characters kind of coming together again. We've seen very much distinct characters who are set apart. I mean, um, 
Moon Knight is very much that. Moon Knight has like literally one reference to any other oh, MCU yeah. property, and it's just the ancestral plane. Yeah. And that, that's a reference to Black Panther, and that's it. That's like all they discuss in terms of other MCU properties. Yeah. Um, I, as far as I remember, there might be some other small references, but still. Um, and then Miss Marvel was essentially the same. I mean, obviously it has the the Captain Marvel connection, but for the most part, it was separate. Um, yes, it had like the yeah. the Avengers Con thing, but it wasn't connected in the same way. Like you could say Avengers Con, and like a lot of people, if they were going into a Miss Marvel show, would already know what the Avengers are. You know what I mean? Like you you might not know yeah. about like. You might not watch every single movie, but you'd still get that, you know? So, like, I don't feel like that's the same yeah. as, like, connectively having, for example, Sam Cap show up halfway through. You know what I mean? Like, that would be, like, yeah. totally connectivity, right? But anyway, what I'm saying is, is that I think we're starting to move back towards connectivity now um, because we've kind of fleshed out these characters enough or a decent amount, and I'm very excited to see where that goes. Uh, I think yeah, She-Hulk um, is basically yeah, the grounds yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited to see lots of different characters coming together again. Yeah. Lots mm -hmm. of things, like you say, they felt very standalone. Yeah. Like you say, Moon Knight has just felt very standalone. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Marvel, yes, there was the connection to uh, Captain Marvel, and she obviously uh -huh. showed up at that very, very end. Yes, yeah, in the post-credit, yeah, yeah. The very, very end of it, and it was very just on its own um yeah things like that even even kind of um loki in a way yes he's kind of like yeah on his own at this point um yeah it, yeah it's it, it's it's weird because loki season one has essentially set up most of what we're dealing with now but it yeah, has it set up the multiverse yeah. yeah exactly i mean i think it was the one that set up the multiverse the most because even though dr strange kind of was the one to sort of break it i think it was more that it wouldn't have been breakable if it wasn't for what had happened in loki you know what i mean like i feel yeah. like it's almost like how do I put it? It's almost like Loki unlocked the door and then Doctor Strange went through it, yeah. right? Like that's kind of the yeah. the kind of what you get from that, right? So like yeah, I yeah. feel like Loki for what it was is easy, like you say, very standalone. I mean the only cameo we really got in that, and again, I don't think cameos are the be all and end all of a project, but I think the only thing we had that was really connective to anything else was Sith, right? And it wasn't actual Sith. It was yeah, no. It was a memory of Sif, which again was very interesting and very cool to see. I uh, uh is it Jamie Alexander? Is that her name? Jamie. I think yeah. Yeah, and so it was so. really nice seeing her again. Yeah. And obviously she has subsequently come back in um in later stuff as well. But like I think that's very um it was very standalone, like you say. So I think I'm hoping season two has a little bit more connectivity, especially because Kang is going to be in Quantumania, right? So yeah. I don't know if you yeah. saw the kind of announcements around that, but there's a lot of lines in that that are very, very um, suggestive of Kang kind of being this ominous presence that's going to really lurk for a while. I mean, as we know, till Kang Dynasty pretty much. But I think... I think if Loki doesn't kind of build on that, then it's like, or, or not so much build on it because it will build on it, but like doesn't like tap into like quantum mania and other things to kind of 
really broaden the horizon of what we're doing here, then it almost feels like a moot point, right? We don't want Loki, the thing that really set this all off, to be the to be kind of left out. I think that's the kind of the top yeah. and bottom of that, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, Loki did just set the precedent for the multiverse. Mm-hmm. He he opened the door. I feel like to put it in different terms. Doctor Strange literally just broke it down and that's a good way of putting it. it yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, literally because they literally just set all of that up. I mean, I know, yeah. I know they, we've obviously got uh Jonathan Majors playing He Who Remains in Loki, and yes, Kang is also Kang is a variant He Who Remains, isn't he? Yes, yeah, that's the, that's the idea, yeah, yeah, because it's also Jonathan Majors playing Kang, which is yes, good. I mean, yeah. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed his portrayal of He Who Remains. I'm very excited. Yeah, it was very, it uh, was very, um, it was kind of that very serious note, but also very um, non-serious at the same time, which I know sounds weird to say, but I think it's very true of it. Um, that like you had this whole, uh, I'm going to kind of like be quirky, quippy, and then like, no, but like, actually this is very serious. It's kind of almost mm-hmm. like Yoda. I know that sounds very stupid to say, but it's very that like, Yoda of like Yoda has this kind of moment of being very comedic, and then he's like, actually, like you are literally going to have to kill the most evil person in the galaxy, or the galaxy's doomed. And it's like, what the fuck, you know? As I think it's very like that, right? Um, and yeah. so again, I, I do think that I think there'll be a hark back to Loki within Ant Man. I just hope that Loki doesn't yeah. become, especially with Kratos getting a, f- a second season. It's the only show so far to get a second season that it mm-hmm. needs to be worthwhile for that to be a second season. And I, I just hope that you get like yeah. some kind of um, plot point that is totally changed because of Ant Man, or some kind of plot point that brings in a character from Ant Man, or something akin to that. I think you know when you're dealing with something so big as the multiverse, if you're going to multiverse it, you have to actually multiverse it. If that makes sense, like you need to have the multiversal character show yeah. up again, even if it's just a variant of Scott Lang for whatever reason or like or like it's a variant of like someone else or or they meet a million different other kangs or a million different other versions of he who remains or something to kind of put into context ant-man and loki at the same time um it's really weird though i mean again just to kind of expand on that that ant-man and loki are now the probably the projects we're looking to connecting the most um you would never have guessed that you would never have guessed that back in no no (laughs) but there you go there you go but um i think we've discussed like she hulk and kind of the adjacent stuff a lot here um i think maybe if we discuss a little bit regarding black panther i personally like don't get me wrong i obviously wanted to i was going to respect this movie regardless of what came out about it because I, you know, obviously, sadly, the passing of Chadwick Boseman and the kind of mm-hmm. the the kind of um, impact that has not only on Black Panther as a franchise, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole, and us as fans, right, is very big. So, like, I was very respectful of this movie, regardless. I would never have went in and, for example, called it trash, or would never have went in and said, oh, "I hate this," right? Like, I would never have done that anyway. But I wasn't particularly overly excited about it when they first kind of went through kind of the 
the kind of suggestions for what might be the story. But I think that was before we kind of really knew what it was going to be. I always thought people were kind of pulling our leg about um, Neymar, for example. And I I always felt like people were kind of um, maybe dreaming bigger than it might end up being. Um, Then we get to San Diego Comic Con last week and the trailer drops, right? And... Uh the Bob Marley cover of No Woman, No Cry. No Woman, No Cry. Oh, my days. That was like, I was streaming tears. Um, <laughs> Angela Bassett's delivery of that one line that's in the trailer. Oh my God. I'm yeah. the most powerful woman in the world and all of my family is gone, of the, the biggest nation in the world. I forget how it properly goes, yeah. but so powerful of a line. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting shivers talking about it now. Like, <laughs> I actually am. I'm getting goosebumps. Um, it just looked beautiful as well. It looked and it paid such homage, but in not in a sad way that you didn't feel like you agree. Obviously, when that line was delivered, you felt very much gr- grief. But like, I think most of the trailer was about life and kind of like oh, yes, yeah. there's a bit of struggle, but it's life, right? Because when, for example, um, I think as far as I'm aware, or I believe this is going to be the case, is that the child that we see born in that kind of water birthing area is more mm-hmm. than likely, I think, a Wakandan, right? I think it's more than likely mm-hmm. uh, Nakia having a child. I think it might potentially be Black Panther's child. Now, I'm not. I'm, that's that's not confirmed or anything like that. I'm just. See, yeah, this this may be where we disagree because I, after watching the uh-huh. trailer and having a look right. at a few things, I thought it might be Neymar, and it might show. Oh, his like it's his backstory. Story, him being, his backstory right. Him being born and growing up, especially right. when you put the that shot in the trailer where you've got like there's like a child walking out of the water and then there's another shot Do you know what that makes sense yeah yeah maybe you're right maybe this is kind of like his story as well yeah, yeah. i never i never caught like that but either way I, I thought potentially it might be kind of this insinu- either way it's this insinuation that life goes on in the trailer right because there's this yeah. there's this birth of a child right regardless of how yes. how you frame you know that child whether it is a, a, an heir to the wakandan throne or it is the heir to the i think in the mcu they're calling it the uh, Tekloa or something it's more um, yeah. it's more Aztec inspired more um, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's got it's more that kind of roots like right? no yeah and uh, don't get me wrong I, I think and kind of we'll, we'll jump to that in a second I think that's a really good change and we'll kind of circle back around mm-hmm. to that but either way it's very much this trailer is about grieving but also living right um, and I think yeah. uh, and struggling to even despite all the grief and the pain and the, to- the torment, continue on and keeping going on that path. But um, I think Black Panther 2 might just become one of my favorite MCU movies just on its own because of how artful it looks. It looks 100% like it looks stunning, like in so many yeah. ways and so meaningful right at a time when people feel like the mcu is losing meaning it's kind of becoming Mm. about quantity over quality i think this is exactly the proof that it isn't right and i think the fact that we won't have to wait till november to get it is even more glorious 
Um, but yes, I think yeah. there's a lot of quality coming out of 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 this Black Panther Wakanda Forever movie. Do you do you, do you kind of agree with me there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, that was a leading question, by the way. I'm, I'm very sorry if you want to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. No, uh, like I said, it looks beautiful. The cinematography is mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just there's all these so many beautiful shots throughout the whole trailer, and I feel like if yeah. the film's going to be anywhere as luscious as the trailer looks, then yeah, going for real treat with it. We're winning, um, yeah, we're winning for sure. Yeah, and I'm also really excited to see where they go with a lot of the characters. I mean, yes. You've got Shuri, you've got Akari, you've got Nakia, you've got so many of these characters that yes. we're going to learn more about yeah. because, uh, of the, because of the absence of T'Challa. Yeah, um, well, that's the thing, yeah. But yeah. happened. Yeah, it's obviously sad that we've we've lost Chadwick Boseman. It's always, would we have preferred yeah. to have another movie with T'Challa in it? Yes, but in absence yes. of T'Challa, in absence of Chadwick Boseman, it's great that we get this strong. I mean, it's a strong female cast, right? Because you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. I, I, I sadly do forget Angela Bassett's character's name, but T'Challa's mother. You get. You get Shuri. Yes. You get Nakia. You get Okoye. Um, all of these very strong Wakandan women. Um, and I believe we're going to be introduced to a few more as well. And the idea is that they are trying to grieve for T'Challa, but equally move their nation on. Because they've lost two kings, you know, T'Chaka and T'Challa. And how would you deal with that, right? But also, we've got another, another little subplot in that, like, you know, Namor, for one, um, but also we've got Ironheart, which is very big, right? Because that's like, we're talking about legacy of not only then in this movie, Black Panther, but legacy of Iron Man as well, which is like, obviously Robert Downey Jr. isn't, is, is still alive, but Iron Man was the real big, huge casualty of the MCU, right? And so yeah. seeing the, the legacies of those two characters kind of intertwining is very interesting because i don't think anyone really expected it now is it great that we're getting another female protagonist in this movie yes i don't like um i don't get the twist on that but i do think it's very interesting to make that choice to put ironheart in this before like her origin is now going to be in a black panther movie as opposed to in her series that she's going to get now it might not be the case, and the Ironheart series might be set beforehand, but it's it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting choice. I want to see how that one works because I am still slightly dubious on that one. Not that it's going to be bad. I just I want to know how that fits into the Ironheart show and kind of fits into the wider MCU in terms of where it sits. Right? Yeah, I mean, it looks just from that trailer. It looks like she's got some sort of connection with Shuri. They seem to be quite good yes. friends. Just based on the little kind of like handshake that they the do. The little, yes, the um, interaction, yeah. Just a little, yeah. So she obviously must link in with Shuri in that mm-hmm. way, with all the technology and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to see how that's come about, how yes. those two have met in yeah. whatever way. That might be touched on in the Ironheart series, or it might be touched yeah. on in Black Panther 2. We don't yes. know that yet. We're going to have to wait for that. But yeah. like I said, I'd like to see that 
see how that friendship has come about mm-hmm. and how that friendship is going to develop over the course and of yeah. this film and the series. Yeah, impact kind of going forward. Because, I mean, I, I don't know who you believe it is because we don't really have confirmation on this yet, but obviously we are getting a new Black Panther in this movie. Now, mm-hmm. um, most people assume it is a female Black Panther because otherwise it would be like kind of, how to put it, it the, 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 what people had often said about the distaste surrounding a Black Panther was that they didn't want someone to feel like they were replacing Chadwick. Now, the best way to make someone not replace Chadwick is to have a female Black Panther, right? Um, now, yeah. I, I I personally believe it's Shuri. I've heard a lot of people say it's Nakia. What do you believe? Do you believe it's Shuri or do you believe it's Nakia? Um, I am leaning more towards Shuri. Uh-huh. Um, it definitely, I feel like it definitely because she, she worked on the suit initially she, anyway. Yes. Um, She's, I mean, she's also Charles' brother, uh, sister. Yes. The family link is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it, it, it fits. It fits quite well. Yeah. Um, there's obviously, I mean, there's a whole tribe of female warriors that it could be, technically. Yes, technically, I mean, yeah. It could, have ended, it could have ended up being Okoye or Eeyore, any yeah. of the Dora Milaje. Yes. Uh, it wasn't likely that it was going to be a minor character from the Dharmalaje. No, um, no, I mean, it would be very weird, unless they were set up big time in this movie, but it would still seem slightly, slightly weird, wouldn't it? I mean, Shuri's obviously taken yeah. over from Black Panther in the comics before as well, so it still, it makes sense from a comic standpoint as well. Yeah. I understand why some people might want Nakia to take over. I think that's a, it's a different angle of the same thing, right? It's the idea that it would be the lover taking on the mantle of the the lost one, so to speak, which is a brilliant trope in in other media. But I think in this version, Shuri is probably the best kind of aligned to take that position, especially from a standpoint of... um, Now, don't get me wrong, Black Panther doesn't necessarily mean sitting on the throne, right? Those two can be separate things. You can be Black Panther, but you don't have to be Wakandan king, queen, etc. So on, right? But... um, I do think that Shuri has more of a connection to the wild, wider world and the wider Avengers situation than someone like Nakia might. Now, like that's not that's nothing against Nakia as a character. It's just the truth, right? Um, yeah. You know, Shuri has worked with Vision uh, tech, right? Shuri has worked with um, you know Captain America. Um, I think she was aware of Everett Ross. She spoke. She's dealt with Everett Ross before. Um, yeah. Martin Freeman's character. Uh, and a million other characters that are linked to kind of the wider kind of Avengers team. Scarlet Witch, I think she's yeah. even interacted with, right? So like, it's like that situation where yeah. it would, it, 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 from didn't a standpoint also, of... So didn't she also develop uh, Bucky's new arm? After I believe so. Believe so. I want to say yes. I mean, it's more than likely oh. considering it's Wakandan tech. Um, yeah. But like, so I think even from a... You know, if you remove yourself from the narrative for a second, or if you remove yourself from the logical thing of like who's decided she's Black Panther, so to speak, I think from a standpoint of like where the story goes next, it's better for her to be Black Panther because then you can easily fit her seamlessly into an Avengers roster, or you can fit her into uh, a team up in a movie or something like that. It's a little bit more natural. 
Um, it's a little bit more sh like yeah. I keep using this a lot recently, but it, it has a shorthand, right? Um, I think that's very important when you're dealing with characters coming into other movies. If you don't have that shorthand, you have to spend 10 minutes explaining something first, and that's pointless because um, yeah. you're wasting time on exposition at that point. So I think I'm very excited to see Shuri, I believe, as, like you believe, in as Black Panther. Um, but I think we have an even bigger topic to kind of move on to, and that is the first mutant, Namor, right? Very, mm -hmm. very... This is, not to put too fine a point on it, this is earth-shattering for the MCU, in my opinion, which is very, maybe yeah. poor wording, because the reason it seems that the the Atlanteans, the Tekloans, um in this version are coming to fight is because of earthquakes, but that's a different story. Uh, but it's earth-shattering in a sense, right? Because Namor... Yeah. I know, I know. I know I went there, I'm sorry. It, because Namor is... He, like, he's never been... Like, how do I put it? He's not a character that many people will be, like, overly familiar with, right? But he is one of the first... He, 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 was, he was an adversary of the Fantastic Four who were the, fam the, like, the Marvel's first family. Like, and he's had interactions with many, many characters. He's had interactions with the X-Men, Captain America, mm -hmm. um, the Fantastic Four, like I say. He's worked with Slash yeah. against Doom before, Black Panther. There's like a lot of different parts of Marvel that Namor has touched. And so mm -hmm. seeing Namor now enter the mcu you know that he's heralding all of that right he's heralding this next stage kind of in the mcu i mean obviously we've kind of had that for a while but he feels like the real kind of true start of what is the x-men coming through the fantastic four coming through like if you'd have told me when black panther the first black sorry i can't speak if you told me when the first black panther was coming out that the second black panther would include Neymar. I just said, fuck off, you're talking shit. Because we, we all... It's true, though, right? We, we all kind of believed that, like, the X-Men merger would never happen. We all kind of believed the Fantastic Four were bound to never really um, enter the MCU. We all... Like, do you even... Uh, it's weird now, though, because now we're in a position where could you even imagine an MCU without Kang, Doctor Doom, the X-Men, Nemo? All of a sudden, it seems it's all we know, right? And it's very interesting yeah. because Kang is a Fantastic Four villain as well because it seems like the Fantastic Four have all these big-ass villains, Galactus, Silver Surfer, um, mm -hmm. Doom, you know, uh, Nemo. They have all these really strong villains as their kind of rivals, yeah. so to speak. And so if we didn't have those, who would we be facing right now? I mean, obviously, there's probably many um, solutions within the wider Marvel Universe to that problem. But it's very interesting to see how much of this phase is now influenced by, if not the Fantastic Four themselves, the origin of the Fantastic Four from the comics, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? The, the, the stories yeah. that the Fantastic Fours have, Four have been a part of. And so I'm very excited about all of that. Uh, I do think, obviously, some people will rankle at how Namor has been changed, so to speak, um, for this. I don't see it as... It's not the same issue compared to... I think a lot of people discuss a lot of the time, and obviously they're typically wrong about it, but the kind of the, 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 the race swap or the, the gender swap of characters, I personally believe, and 
just let's get over it. Let's just enjoy the character as it is in its new form or its old form or its different form or its this, that, and the other, right? Um, yeah. Because in the, 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 the whole idea of a multiverse or the whole idea of Marvel in general is to innovate with Spider-Man or Black Panther or innovate with the Fantastic Four or, you know, a million different versions. Like, Spider-Man, there is... There's normal Spider-Man, then there's Spider-Man who is Spider-Punk, that's a different Spider-Man. Then you have um, Ben Riley, who's a clone of Peter Parker. Then you have Symbiote Spider-Man, which is technically Peter Parker, but it's slightly different again. Then you have Miles, then you have Spider-Woman, then you have um, Spider-Gwen, also called Ghost Spider. Like, you have so many characters that are just Spider-oriented, right? Now, if every character had that kind of level of variance, right... People wouldn't bat an eyelid. People wouldn't bat an eyelid. But it's because it's new ideas and people don't like new ideas. But anyway, that's beyond the point. Um, why I'm bringing that all... Well, it's not beyond the point because why I'm bringing that all up is to say Neymar is kind of the opposite of that, really, because Atlantis isn't a real fucking place. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not the same as fucking saying yeah. someone's from... It's not like the same as changing for someone from being a British in their backstory to being from anywhere else, you know what I mean? To being from America, to being from, um, you know... I, I'm blank at the moment, but you know what I mean? It, it's not the same as changing nationality, yeah. race, because Atlantis is fictional. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an underwater city. Who's Who's really believing that this is a thing? Exactly. And and it's interesting because now I don't know too much about that kind of um, um, culture that they're trying to emulate with um, Neymar and in Wakanda Forever. But I do remember when I was playing through um, Tomb Raider, um, the most recent Tomb Raider games, um, mm. and the third, the third Tomb Raider deals with... Um, south american culture and a lot of that type of stuff and a lot of that kind of um um deific kind of culture around water and stuff like that and i was reading on twitter as well that it does kind of fit um the life death cycle of to do with i mean obviously again i'm talking kind of broad strokes because i'm not aware of it fully but from what i'm hearing from what i'm hearing from the people who know the most about this type of stuff it actually fits really well it actually fits really well within the idea of what they're doing with the movie and what they're doing with kind of stuff in general. So I am all for it. I think it actually looks visually appealing as well. Neymar has a little bit more visual, um, like a stunning kind of addition to his visuals because it's like his helmet with all the feathers and all the, the um, accouchement, so to speak um looks really good right um yeah but like so i what do you think do you are you are you kind of like do you believe the same way or do you kind of see it slightly differently he's like he's a mutant he's he's part human mm-hmm. he's part mm-hmm. um atlantean not atlantean yeah um, yes i know what you mean yeah, 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 yeah. So his like visual aesthetic was going to be completely different anyway to exactly. the rest of them Mm-hmm. It was always going to be different. Um, we need to take it for what it is. Yes, it's, exactly. It's going to be what it is. It's going to be what it is anyway. We're not going to be able to bully the executives into changing it like we did with Sonic the Hedgehog or anything like that. <laughs> it's, and that's, again, that's totally different, it's, right? It's, it's, it's very different, different again. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, uh, what it allows yeah. Neymar to do is, it's like you've just said, it allows Neymar to be something representative of something now, where he wasn't necessarily representative of anything before. Now, I do hope they keep the mutant connection. That's one thing I will say. If they don't keep him as a mutant, because obviously, I mean, we don't know whether he's going to be in the mutant in the MCU as yet. But if they don't, I will be kind of sad with that because I feel like they're playing with who is and isn't mutant a lot right now. And it's kind of frustrating. Mm -hmm. I understand that, like, they're doing a totally different situation. It's like you said, take it for what it is on screen. Because the thing is, for example, Kamala Khan is still inhuman in the comics and Neymar is still yeah. Atlantean in the comics. If you want that, go and read the comics. Um, and, you know, we can go on to the whole debate about, like, you know, comic accuracy is great sometimes, but it's also shit other times, right? So, like, there's ho that, that yeah. whole debate, um, which is, is like, that could do with a whole episode on a podcast itself, but not today. Um, so, like, it, it's it's really hard, right? It's really hard to be kind of like this, that. Um, but I think... Um, really people should start looking at the mcu as the mcu and like you say deal with it as it is if you don't like it for some reason that it it is what it is like i don't want representation of this well then you you're an idiot goodbye but well, like you will fuck off then yeah exactly right but like look at it just as that because i think in, in the mcu is 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 so far removed from the the comics now because of a million different things that have happened you know runs where captain america might have shown up in a run for example if when we get to secret waters it will be sam cap it won't be chris evans coming out of the woodworks because people want to enjoy no. sam as captain america yeah. right and so like let them do that you know sam wilson is captain america now enjoy yeah. Anthony Mackie as captain america please exactly because he's obviously Chris Evans isn't coming back as Cap. It's not happening. At, at least not. At it's least not anytime soon. If if not no. ever, you know what I mean. Um, it might happen yeah. for a cameo ten years from now or something stupid like that. Yeah, but do we, don't. Do we get him as a variant popping up as like a little cameo? Yeah, maybe. But he's not coming back as Cap. Never. No. Never. No, no. Um, so I think people need to be very oh, much yeah. ready for that and aware for that. And but yes. other than that, I am very happy with um, where the MCU is going. I think you know we've got a lot of projects coming up. We've got uh, Guardians, which looks very exciting. Um, um, obviously, uh -huh. James James Gunn has kind of come out and said this will be the last Guardians as the team is currently. Now, who knows what that means yeah. personally? Um, I think you'll will see one or two die, but the likelihood is most of them will. Kind of continue on in other team slash ensemble cast situations maybe even a new guardians yeah. emerges for a guardians 4 right yeah the guardians as it is now is going to be disbanded by the end mm -hmm. of guardians 3 but mm -hmm. it also doesn't mean that it's the end of these characters as we know it as well yeah like you say they can pop up in they can pop up in other media they've uh -huh. obviously been part of things in the comics as well so yeah. they could pop up at another point and like you say some of them may die we don't yeah. know. We don't know if they will, and we don't know who if they do. Exactly. So we've got to be prepared for any eventuality with the with Guardians. With Guard, I think Guardians is very much open ended, right? Like you can do anything with that ending. And yeah. um, one thing I will say is, I feel like if they do continue the Guardians as they are, the likelihood is you will probably have. I think personally, you probably have. Um, I think I don't think we're getting rid of Star Lord yet. If if I'm honest, I think Star Lord will be around for a bit longer. 
I, I depending on how they go with the Gamora storyline, potentially Gamora as well. I think Mantis. Mantis has only been in what three movies overall? Four. So like, I think and like yeah. most of most of that was like extra time. You know what I mean? Like in the background. So like, yeah. I think she will stick around. And um, obviously Adam Warlock is coming in this movie now. I think Adam will end up joining their team um whoever ends up forming the last foot kind of foot fifth member or whether there is a fifth member or whether some characters leave but don't die but leave the team who knows but i mean there's a million different versions in the comic there's agent venom who joins is, joins the guardians there's the thing who ends up joining the guardians now obviously that's not going to happen anytime soon but no. you know um kitty pride um was also part of the guardians and in fact had a romance with peter so depending on how that goes who knows where we end up so like there's a million different yeah. things that could happen i mean i even think there's such a thing as cosmic um cosmic ghost rider which is frank castle as ghost rider in space um which again wild but um what it comes down yeah. to is that like there's a lot of things you can do with potential guardians-esque content going forward and we're yeah. not we're not kind of out of the woods on ensemble casts anyways because we're getting thunderbolts as well uh thunderbolts. now oh, yes. it, it looks like a really good one zemo oh, is probably yes. going to be zemo yeah. is probably going to be very high, heavily involved in that yes. zemo was a big part of the yeah, thunderbolts yeah. in the comics um yes, at least I'm, one of the I'm good. I've, got, I've got my little list here you've got your list go ahead i'm assuming go so ahead i'm assuming we've got zemo in this Yes. I'm assuming we're getting Valentina in this because she seems yeah. like she's been recruiting everyone. Yeah, for it feels like she's the um, kind of like Nick Fury of that, right? Yeah. Um, I'm assuming we're getting John Walker back, US agent. Probably, um, yeah. I mean, she was the one. Obviously, yeah. Valentina was recruiting him by the yeah. end of um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, I also think uh, Elena. Yes, because Valentina was recruiting her as well. Yeah. I don't know about anyone else at the end of my list, but... I think some people were insinuating Emil Blonsky as Abomination, which I think could work, especially if you're kind of trying to rip it off as, a, as an Avengers. Like, I mean, in the comics, there's another a totally different team called the Dark Avengers, which is like the bad guys mm -hmm. pretending to be the Avengers. It's a whole thing. But... That, like, if you're kind of trying to do Thunderbolt and Dark Avengers at the same time, Abomination can be your Hulk-esque character, right? Because, I mean, with that team, you have Zemo, who is kind of like... He's like a Captain America-esque character, but not... But also, like, John Walker, who's a Captain America-esque character, and not... So, like, those two would be the kind of Captain Americas. Then you have Yelena, who's yeah. the, like, the Black Widow. Then you have Abomination... Abomination, who would be like the Hulk. So you have those kind of characters. I mean, not, I'm not saying that we'll... We, we, it might not be a like-for-like, like because I don't think we're just going to get an Asgardian falling out of the sky in, in Thunderbolts. But you don't know. You don't know who's going to show up in that. It could be anyone, right? Um, so, I mean, you could even... Yeah. For example, I, I, I mean, have, you've watched Thor Love and Thunder, right? Yeah. Yes. So, for example, it might sound silly, but depending on how things go, we could have Hercules join that team. You never know. Yes. Now, I don't I think mean, that's. Like, I, I don't think it's. Exactly. I don't think it's likely. But if you think about it in terms of what was Valentina trying to do against Hawkeye, right? She was trying mm -hmm. to get Yelena to kill Hawkeye. Now, if that's what she's trying yeah. to get get to do there, why wouldn't she potentially, if she knew about Thor being a potential issue, recruit someone who is a god 
to stop him. Now I don't exactly depending on how that goes obviously it could happen it might not happen that's just kind of something that just literally popped into my head right now I haven't been thinking about that for particularly long so I haven't got like a solid proof on that kind of thing but I do think it's um possible I don't think it's exciting as a thought um but yeah I'm very excited for those projects um otherwise we have Mm -hmm. Echo coming which I think Echo is going to be very interesting because it's going to deal with a a lot of kind of like the backstory of Echo herself, but I think it's going to give context to why Daredevil and Kingpin have been the way they are and what they're doing and etc. Yes, that's on my list here. um, Right. Her link to Kingpin and her backstory. Yeah, yeah. And also Daredevil in there as well. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm yeah and then other than that i think obviously the avengers movies are very exciting i think we can't really talk too much about them because they're kind of amorphous right now it's the same with um yeah. fantastic four right like we can talk about the fantastic four mm-hmm. for hours but you, if, if if there's no kind of real details to discuss then it's kind of sort of pointless right you're kind of just talking yeah. for the sake of talking um but other than that i do think we have um we have lucky season two obviously which we've kind of just yes. covered. Um, yes. What am I missing? I feel like I'm missing something. Do you know? Have you got something off the top of your head? Uh, sorry, let's have a look. What have I got on my list? Let's uh, go through. Yeah. Let's go look for this. Uh, Black Panther 2, we have discussed. Yes. She-Hulk, yeah. Thunderbolt, we've just got all that. Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. I'm very excited about Secret Invasion because we have not only Nick Fury, we have Maria Hill as well. We have um, we have Amelia Clark playing whoever Amelia Clark ends up playing. I do believe that they've. I know. I do believe they've suggested. I think I saw some rumors a while back that she'll be a scroll potentially one of the leaders of the scrolls. Now that would be really interesting because it'd be a very different type of role. To what I've seen her in personally myself, so I think that'd be very interesting. Yeah. And um, Olivia Coleman, which I'm very <laughs> excited for. Yeah, how did they get her for Marvel project? Who pulled her into MCU? What is I, going on? I have a little theory. Now it's very wild, but uh, wow. there's a movie that went on that's on Netflix with her and Anthony Hopkins. Um, uh, yes, yes. I forget its name, but. I think uh, uh, I've got his name as well, but that's the one that Anthony Hopkins just won the Oscar for, isn't it? Yes, it's really good. I've seen a few scenes, but I haven't seen it fully, but I think it's a really good um, gripping story from what I've seen in snippets. Now, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Hopkins was like, you know, you should get into the MCU. Um, now, obviously, that might not have happened, but I like to pretend that's what happened, and I love it. Yeah. But have you heard the latest rumor, which we should discuss because it kind of broke yesterday, last night, is that mm. uh, Olivia Coleman will be playing Union Jack. Oh. Yes. No. Now, wow, okay. n- now, so Union Jack, there's a lot of different Union Jacks from the comics. There's a few different versions None of them have been female, which is really interesting. It's very nice to see a different take. But Union Jack mm-hmm. is essentially, um, I think, MI6, I want to say. But it's linked to S.H.I.E.L.D. as well, essentially. Mm-hmm. It, it's like a, a liaison between um, English intelligence, British intelligence, and S.H.I.E.L.D. in the and comics. Shield, yeah. So what I think is very interesting is that you're 
I think that would be a really interesting role to see her in because, I mean, I haven't seen her in a million different things, but I did see her in The Crown. And in The Crown, she's playing... So that's like her almost her latest role before, I mean, that movie, but also... Apart from that, I feel like she's kind of not, she's kind of jumped straight to Marvel now, right? And mm -hmm. I'm very excited yeah. to see how she acts as like, she's not just going to be this random kind of political character. She is going to be essentially a full on fledged superhero, not, not in the sense of, not in the sense of like a, your flaws or your hooks, but she's going to be akin to a Black Widow or akin to a Hawkeye. And it's going to be very exciting mm -hmm. to see that because I think. You know, we have a certain idea about what those kind of characters should be. Um, and I think Olivia Coleman defies yeah. that. And I'm very excited to see how that works. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, she is not what you would expect as a, any sort of hero in the MCU. Yeah. Um, but, I, but, you, but I feel like she's going to become like so, as beloved as Samuel L. Jackson is in the MCU. Yeah. I mean, we all love him as Nick Fury. We yeah. couldn't imagine anyone else as Nick Fury now. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be Olivia Coleman as yeah. whoever she may go on to May or may not, yeah. Whether it be Union Jack, whether it be somebody else. Yeah. Whoever it is. I feel like yeah. we're going to take that character and we're going to love them just as much as we love Nick Fury. Yeah. Now, my hope is she makes out at the end of the series. If she doesn't, I'm going to scream and kill someone. Um, it's just a warning to Kevin Feige. Ke Kevin, I love you, but please don't kill <laughs> Olivia Coleman in a six-part Disney Plus TV show. Please. Please. Give us a little bit more than that. Give us season two or something, or or or, or like I put her in a movie, or keep her for Captain America: New Order, which we haven't talked New World Order, which we haven't talked we haven't about. Talked about New World Order yet. Right, I know. Right. <laughs> so I don't know if you've heard of the rumors about that one, but apparently that's meant to be the villain might be the daughter of Johann Schmidt, who is Red Skull. Ooh. Yeah. That would be very interesting. That'd be obviously, she, obviously she'd be she'd be decently aged at this point because i mean how mm. old would i mean johann schmidt was relatively old by the time of the war he was in his like 50s 60s sort of range yeah, yeah. so i mean by the time if, if he'd have had to have a kid at that point obviously unless she's been put in some type of stasis or she's some type of super soldier she's going to be relatively mm. um old uh, as well not in a yeah. not in a horrible way but just just talking generally just about timeline yeah. yeah yeah um but like I, so that'll be interesting because i think you'll see kind of not hydra per se but some kind of resurgent element of a hydra-esque idea and i think that's why the title is what it is new world order new world. uh i mean yeah. that sounds very scary um so i'm very excited about that too yeah that must that must have a, quite a strong link to Falcon and Winter Soldier, obviously because I, yeah, a because of Sam Wilson being Captain America and that link, but also the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier was called New World Order. Was it? Now that's interesting. It I was. didn't know that. Right. Mm, it's so New it's like World a Order, real, so. it's a real connection to that. Then, right? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, a lot of people are speculating that Sharon Carter obviously will be a part of that movie as well yeah. i don't know if i don't know if that was 100 percent confirmed but i mean at this point it's more than likely um it's very likely but, yes. but like I, um, potentially she works for, i mean she did have that phone call at the end of falcon and the winter soldier where she seemed to mm -hmm. insinuate she was dealing weapons to someone or uh, dealing with something like that 
Could yeah. she be working with Johann Schmidt's daughter, or could she be working with someone uh, who works with Johann Schmidt's daughter, like a through a person through a person, and she realized, oh shit, what have I done? And it's a whole kind yeah. of like resolve the what issue the hell type I thing. Into? Yeah. yeah. So who knows? But that's very yeah. exciting as well. Um, yeah. Kind of brief uh, notes on brief notes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. All I've got to say on that is, if Bucky Barnes doesn't show up at some point at all. In that movie, I will scream, Ken Feige is just going to... I'm going to lose my shit with him if Bucky Barnes doesn't show up. I'm sorry. I don't blame you. I, mean, I don't blame you. I mean, you you know me. You know me. You're very excited my, about Bucky. Uh, I'll show you that. Yeah. Uh, for people on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, I have <laughs> a Starbucks tumbler. I have a Starbucks tumbler that I have customized, and it has Bucky Barnes on it. So this Obsessed. is showing. This is showing the obsession with Bucky Barnes. The Bucky obsession. That. It's real. It's real. It's real. Yeah, it's real. If he doesn't but, show up again at all in the MCU, I'm going to scream. Well, I mean, potentially so, he shows up in Thunderbolt. You never know. He could be part of that team. You don't. You don't know. True. But true. I mean, he's likely more likely to show up in Captain America. But um, but yeah. yeah. So aside from those, I think we have a few. Uh, the only other project that I can think of that we haven't really touched, but I, I, I we haven't really heard much about it yet, is Blade, which I'm very excited yeah. for. Uh, I am very excited for it. I do think it's going to be one that we'll have to wait on and see. Um, also, yeah. Agatha. Same with that as well, actually. I think Agatha will have to wait and see what's... I'm excited for Agatha. I know a lot of people have been commenting kind of on, you know, Twitter posts and, and on, like, forums and on, like, YouTube videos and stuff like that saying, why do we care about... TikTok as well, actually. Uh, why does anyone care yeah. about Agatha? And I'm like, I care about Agatha. I very much care about Agatha. I care about Agatha. She's a really good character, I personally believe. But I understand... Yeah, she she's different. And I think... Personally, I think that's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. I think it'll introduce more supernatural elements other than Doctor Strange can do and Wanda can do. Um, but mm -hmm. I think, generally speaking, obviously, again, we'll have to kind of wait on Agatha. Um, yes. What if and um, Marvel Zombies is the same? We'll kind of have to wait and see what happens with those. Yeah. But generally, I I'm pretty excited for the future of the MCU. I think we now, I, it's funny because when I was talking to Andy last week, I don't know how much of that you ended up catching, Cheslet. But um, I, I was talking about the fact, and we were talking about the fact, is there a plan? And we, all, we did say that there is one, but I think we, need to, we needed to see it materialize. I do feel like we're seeing it materialize now. Um, and it's very exciting, especially because we are now moving towards D23 in just over a month. And there's going to be eight mm. more projects apparently announced there. So who knows what we might get there? Who knows what mm. that's going to mean? Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's a great time to be an MCU fan. Um, it really it's a great does. time. It's a great yeah. time to not think that all these movies are made. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so I, I think we've kind of we've kind of covered the broad point. So uh, Chaslet, uh, mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming on and talking to me tonight um i really appreciate it. it's been really fun i think we've got a really great discussion yeah. about like especially the new mm -hmm. stuff that's coming very soon but also kind of the future uh thank you everyone yeah. to who has been listening at home um 
whether or or watching at home as well obviously whether on youtube or apple etc and so on uh if you guys want to see more content from us look up for what it's nerd that is f-o-r-w-a-t oh gosh i've lost it there f-o-r yes i've lost it let me start again that is f-o-r-w-h-a-t underscore i-t-s-n-e-r i got it in the end i got it in the end thank you guys for uh, there we go thank you guys i'll see you later